WNBA Nation. I'm Logan Jones. I'm hosting today an episode. You know what it is. You know what week it is. It's draft week. And we're doing a mock draft for you. We've got two of my co-hosts with me today. First up, we've got Jason Snow, who's on the mic. Jason, how you doing? I am doing really well. Uh, my eyes are a little bit sore from trying to overanalyze all of the draft options from this year. But I think I'm ready to have this conversation. So I am stoked. I'm excited. How are you doing, Logan? I'm great. I'm excited to have you out from uh, out from behind the producer's desk, where sometimes <laughs> we we throw you uh, to make sure that we all sound good. Get back there. <laughs> There's pizza at the producer's desk. It's all good. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, you get the coolest headphones, um, so you you look the best on Twitch, where you can also watch this episode uh, stream live as we record tonight. We've also got co-host Kyle Awood. Kyle, what's going on? Oh, you know, just stoked out of my mind and spending way too much time hyper analyzing where everybody's going to go in this year's draft. It's becoming a problem. I, th- I seriously spent like four hours the other day just like really thinking about it and like, oh, what about this? What about that? And like talking myself in and out of every scenario and where everybody's going to go, especially in the first round. But other than that, I'm doing fantastic. And honestly, okay, th- that's kind of a fantastic element of my life right now. So, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a reason we only do one mock draft episode a year right before <laughs> so the true. draft. Um, so true. I have a lot of admiration for those websites that put out like a version two, version three. Uh, I I don't have the temperament for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's fun to do it like two days before actual draft days so that we get our takes out and then we find out if we're right or wrong pretty soon after. Uh, we're really excited to do this episode. We are, uh, as I mentioned before, streaming this. On Twitch, we've got listeners able to uh, chime in with us as we go pick by pick. Uh, guys, the format for this episode is simple. We've got some news that we can touch on uh, at the end, kind of in the in the back half of the show. We're going to launch right into our kind of fantasy-style mock draft. So this will not be uh, each of our individual lists, but this will be a, a combined effort. We'll go one pick uh, at a time and kind of walk you through the names you need to know Coming up for this Thursday's WNBA draft, which will be held on ESPN starting at 5 p.m. Uh, this is going to be fun. And we're going to be live streaming that draft on Thursday. So you can join us for this episode and then get more draft content later in the week uh, as as things kind of unfold. Uh, before we kind of get going, as you were putting your lists together, uh, I'm sure you noticed something, both of you, that uh, there's something about this draft. There's something about this draft, and I don't want this to be... Uh, insulting to anybody in this draft, but there is no clear Asia Wilson type pick in this draft, unless I'm mistaken. (laughs) No, I think you're, I think you're right, Logan. We were actually just talking about that before we hopped on the stream is there's so many different ways this draft could go. And it really just depends on, does this team like this player? Because even if you're like, I don't know if Sabrina Ionescu really is everything that she's cut out to be. Even if she's not, we're still taking her number one. You know, like it, it wouldn't matter. And so that's kind of where uh, we've seen drafts in the past. You know, uh, Bree Stewart, Asia Wilson, Sabrina Ionescu. Like those were just obvious number one picks. This one, 
I don't know. I think there's, I, I still have probably three and maybe a fourth that I think could potentially go number one. I really think it'll come down to one of two players, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I knew this episode was coming all day today. And every time I saw stuff on Twitter that was like three years ago today, Asia Wilson was drafted. I just remembered like, Oh yeah. Like the WNBA draft has a long history of the number one overall and, and often the very top few picks being pretty top heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, even in drafts with a lot of depth, there were some game changer level players. This year, I think it's going to be a lot more about who fits where, what GMs are in love with, what players, and kind of another element of, of this that we've talked about in years past, but is, is even kind of more a big deal this year. There's not roster spots for all these rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, we're going to, on Thursday, we're going to watch three rounds of the draft, kind of knowing that those second and third round players, those are going to be, you know, they're getting their foot in the door, but they might be headed over to Europe. They might have some other things in the works because they're probably not going to touch the floor in a pro game here in America for a year or two. Uh, there's 144 spots and like not even the entire first round of rookies is probably going to make rosters that it feels so crazy that uh, I can't remember what the exact numbers are, but yeah, like there's a decent chance not all of the first round picks even are on the roster this year. Like that's mm-hmm. just saying that out loud and hearing that is just weird. That's just crazy to me with how, how tight this is. I mean, there were several players last year, they got drafted really high and didn't get much of a chance just because of what last year ended up being. If there are no more preamble takes, we can get right into it. Uh, guys, we didn't decide who was going to start this off. Uh, so unless there's any arguments, uh, I think we're just going to go in order. We're just going to go clockwise according to who's on my Twitch screen. So Kyle, <laughs> you're in the top left. You've got the Ooh. jerseys behind you. I know it's a little bit of pressure to find out you got the overall uh, number one pick like seconds before we get going. That's all right. I'll just trade it away in the next five seconds like <laughs> Seattle did. <laughs> is, that, is that allowed? <laughs> Dude, I almost forgot that happened. What, what do you think I could get for it? Do you think I could get uh, Katie Lou Samuelson for it? <laughs> Bro, you'd be so lucky. Because if I could pick her up for my uh, my daughter's uh, six-year-old team, I think we're going to do pretty well. Guys, remember how everybody kind of hammered Seattle for making that trade? And now it's like, well, would you <laughs> rather have the number one pick in this draft or someone who's played pro a little bit? And then everybody's like, well, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe reigning champion Seattle Storm knows a little thing or two about building a... That wasn't a, that was not a knock. That was just more of a callback to that moment <laughs> that was like, whoa, Seattle's got the number one pick after winning it all. Just kidding. Like within yeah. seconds on Twitter, it was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, how did that happen? Without further ado, Kyle, take it away. Whew. All right. Dallas, number one overall and technically number two coming up as well. But number one overall, I am taking. Awa Queer from uh, Finland. And I am very, very, I feel extremely confident in this pick. Um, I really, really like, uh, the type of ball that she plays. Um, she's, she plays kind of a, uh, an extended stretch big. Um, we've seen how some of those players have panned out in this league. Uh, you know, players like 
you know, Bree Stewart and others that can kind of play that stretch big position. Candace Parker, even. I think that she's a great fit for the future of the league. And she's only like, I think 19 or 20. She's young. And so she's one of the younger players coming into this draft. I think that she is a great fit for Dallas. They need bigs. And in my opinion, she has the highest ceiling by far of any big in this draft. I think it's a, I don't think Dallas is going to be vying for the title this season. So why not take the player with the highest ceiling that you can draft um, to pair with, you know, someone like Satu Sabali in the, in the back court or in the front court. I think it's a no brainer uh, to take her number one. So there's my number one pick. I'm curious what you guys, uh, what your thoughts were on taking her. Uh, I'm excited you took her. Cause if you didn't, I was going to take her for Dallas as the second, and then I'd have to pronounce her name and butcher it. So I appreciate you doing that for me. <laughs> I probably pronounced it incorrectly, but I did my very best. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos like and highlights of her. That's the best pronunciation I could do for now. I will prom I promise I'm gonna work on that yeah. and, and do better. But some of the broadcasts are in like other languages and I just try and pick out her name from in the middle of it. So yeah, when uh when the W releases their uh their official pronunciation media guide, we'll uh we'll be all over that. Yes, no, I I like the pick. I like the analysis. I do think Dallas needs bigs. I also think that the last time Dallas was fun to watch was when Liz Cambage was putting up fifty points. So to see <laughs> them get bigs, I think it you got to get some excitement down in Dallas. I feel like Dallas feels directionless right now, so I like that. Um, I'm not going to talk too much because I've got the next pick, but that that's my takes on on your pick. I like it. I I might have gone the same way had you not. Yeah, I I also like it, and I like the process of going with upside. I know that's a buzzy term around draft season in every sport when coaches and managers start talking about high upside. Everybody's high upside, but in this draft where things are a little bit weaker and a little bit murky, I think you take the player, you know. You take the boomer bust instead of the the known commodity that's going to be average to mediocre. So if you take a, a a player like Queer that could be a defensive player of the year someday, versus uh you know some of the other players on our list that are just going to be like okay rotational pieces, I, I think that's using your draft picks wisely. So I I agree with the process. I like the pick. We're going to jump right over to Jason for pick number two, which is also Dallas. I know that online, a lot of people are picking the one and two pretty similarly, kind of switching spots a few times, but I'm actually going to go a different direction. I Obviously, Dallas needs bigs, and they need that, but they also need energy, and no name that I can think of right now has better energy than Ari McDonald. So I'm going Ari McDonald, pick number two for Dallas. I'm clapping right now, just in case, uh, in case you can't tell. That's actually who I, who I had going number two. Jason, we are on the same wavelength, <laughs> which is going to throw a ton of people off because yeah. a ton of people are going to be thinking Charlie Collier. Charlie Collier is the one that everybody has either going number one or number two. I have her dropped down to my number three pick. And it's for some of those reasons that you were just saying, Jason. I think that... Um, I think Ari McDonald has so much momentum. She comes in, she's got a, a really, a really, really good, um, you know, uh, she, she can score the ball really well and putting her in a Goomba Wale in the same backcourt is, is dangerous. That's really, really solid. Um, I don't, I don't, I think that 
long term, I have more confidence in Aaron McDonald in the WNBA than I do Charlie Collier. Charlie Collier seemed to disappear anytime that she faced a formidable front court mm-hmm. in college. And that's every night in the WNBA. And so I think, I do think Charlie Collier is a WNBA ready player. Mm-hmm. I think she also has decent, um, like draft bust potential. Interesting. Uh, obviously we all fell in love with Ari McDonald during the tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. We loved what Arizona did. We loved her energy. She didn't have the best showing in the final game, but it still came down to her her last second shot because she was the best player on the Wildcats team. They wanted to give her a chance to win it. I have a problem with it, though, and that's that she's not as reliable as I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe there's another guard in this draft that I would trust a little more. <laughs> uh, and uh, not without giving away my next pick. That's I, I, I'm nervous. I want McDonald to succeed. I mean, we could say that about every player, so I guess that's kind of glib. But, like, McDonald being a fun player in the WNBA makes the league more exciting uh, because it made the tournament more exciting. But, boy, does she make me nervous. I do not think she's that great of a three-point threat. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she can definitely get hot, but she can get equally cold, and you do not want her in the game when she is cold. And it's just I, – I think there's another player that I would have taken above her if she was available – and it's probably who I'm going to take next uh, because it's my pick next. And uh, it's the Atlanta dream. And I'm going to take Dana Evans out of Louisville. Whoa. That I, I think Dana Evans is the, is the better of the two. I, I have her and McDonald pretty close. Uh, they're, you know, they're both guards. They're both similar builds. Dana Evans, 20 points per game at Louisville. She's a 35% three point shooter. So it's not like she's lights out, but she is more consistent. I I like the idea. It's not necessarily the biggest area of need for for Atlanta. I know Atlanta could go defense with uh, with what Nikki Collin wants to do there, but I wanted to grab Evans as soon as I could. And if she fell to me, I kind of decided I would take her. Um, so I I'm gonna pick her there and kind of roll with the dice with the the strategy I I I guess stood up for at the beginning of this draft, which is high upside players that can turn into really solid pieces in the league versus, uh, yeah, I don't know. That could describe McDonald too. I understand that that's dumb, but like, <laughs> I just, I don't trust her. I, I like the pick Logan. I'm really surprised you didn't take uh Collier because Collier, I think, I think Atlanta needs bigs like, and Collier again, I didn't have her going to Dallas um, and I, I was saying that I, I did drop her, but I only dropped her to three. So I was surprised <laughs> she didn't go at third. I love Dana Evans. I think that I think she's fantastic. I think she's WNBA ready. So I like that. I would be stoked to see what she and Kennedy Carter could do as a rookie and sophomore duo in the backcourt in Atlanta. I think that would yeah. that's a lot of fun. There's a lot of potential to get up and down the floor very quickly with those two in your backcourt. Yeah, I, I really, really like that. I, I almost, I, I feel like I picked Evans there as much for her sake as kind of a, we need to cool. Personally, I think we need to cool our feelings on Ari a little, <laughs> a little. Cause she, she had such a fun tournament. A lot of people in the chat right now on Twitch are saying like, yeah, I could see her going number two. She like proved it in the tournament. And I just think, man, like that's, that's a really small sample size to use a premium pick on. <laughs> Uh, and I know it's a murky draft and that anything could happen, but uh, I, I just, I want, 
I want players with high ceilings that I can trust to shoot the ball well. And I, Atlanta needs a little bit of everything. They certainly could use a big. They could flip this pick for something more established on another team who wants to come up and get Evans or Collier, which might be the wise move here. Get a little bit more mm-hmm. veteran presence there. But the Dream finished in last place last season, and they didn't score a lot of points. And I think Evans at least makes things a little interesting. Obviously, they're going to get healthier in the backcourt as well this year. Um, so that's what I got. Kyle, you're up. Okay. Well, for Indiana, I did not anticipate this player to still be on the board. I think that you got to go with Charlie Collier here. Um, I think that, uh, uh, you know, if she's fallen to four, uh, again, I think she has very high potential to be a bust, but she also has very high potential to be the best player in this entire draft. Like when she is on, in, when she was on playing for Texas, she was unstoppable. But then every once in a while she would disappear. So that's why I was a little cool, cool on her. But Indiana locking her up at the four spot, I think you got to be stoked if you're the fever. Um, imagining a uh, Tierra McCowan, like Charlie Collier front court duo is terrifying for anyone. I think to to have to go against those two players in the same in the same game would be absolutely terrifying. So um, I think Charlie Collier is a great fit um, uh, for Indiana. I think Indiana needs guards more, but I don't think that you can let Collier fall any further than four. If she's available, you have to take her at this spot. So that's why I'm taking her for Indiana. I'm interested, Jason. Do you feel like that's true? Do you have to take her there if she falls? I don't know. Indiana's a tricky puzzle to put together. I don't know that uh, if I'm Indiana, if I'm putting all of my energy into a big, I think I might be a little bit more concerned about my 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 mid-range and long shooting. Wings. Yeah, your wings. Are, the wings are re- not the Dallas wings, but like the wing players for Indiana are really sh- shallow right now. So I might have gone a different direction. But that being said, I, I think Kyle has a point in that Collier represents one of those players that might stick it out in the league for several years and, and become a good part of a functioning team. So I could, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one of those things like she does have the potential upside to maybe be with their team for five, six years and, and be a good productive player. So I see it with, with both Ari and Evans off the board. I, I think maybe I, I can agree with that, but. I still might go for a shooter. There's a few shooters left on the board that I might have picked first, but um, I don't think it's a bad pick by any means. I just I, I might have gone a different direction for for Indiana. So here's a here's a thought throwing this out there. Since it's my, because this wasn't really an option, if Collier's available at four, are other teams scrambling trying to offer Indiana a trade? Mm, maybe because if so, I think that might be a little bit more of a of a, you know, interesting take for Indiana because they don't need bigs necessarily. They, yeah, they need scores. They need backcourt. I would put it this way. If I'm Indiana and someone rings my phone and says, well, and they come with a, a fair package for that pick, Collier is not a player I'm in love with enough to keep her. I would probably make the trade. That's, that's probably mm-hmm. where I'm sitting as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who would make that call. Like my head says, maybe New York. Maybe New York goes for some size. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think who would make that call and try to, try to swap in. Yeah, I think I think pairing pairing someone like Collier with someone like a Natasha Howard mm-hmm. in the front court of New York could be really interesting. Yeah. I think that's a really good call, Jason. But again, we we're not playing trades yeah. here, so yeah. If New York yeah, was if, willing to swap, this is a, New York's first pick is number six. 
If they were yeah. willing to do a pick swap and then add something else to make it worth uh, worth their time, I would do that. And then I, there's another player I really like that's still on the board that Indiana could get at six and I think could be just as good as Collier. Yeah, I'm not. I agree. I, I'm trying to like not be super frosty. I'm not a Collier. <laughs> you guys all realized Collier's definitely going number one overall after this, I, right? I, I, like we all hundred percent, hundred percent. I am not a Collier believer. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Jason, it is you, and it's pick number five to. Oh, look, Dallas. Yeah, t- <laughs> Dallas. Uh, th- that's going to be a theme of the episode. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. If you're playing a drinking game today, the key word is Dallas. Um, you won't the, survive. This is the I'm Dallas sorry. Wings mock draft with <laughs> with like cameos from a couple other teams. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I was going to go with Collier for Dallas. Uh, I think reinforcing their size would have been good there. That being said, I really like uh, Rania Davis out of Tennessee, and so that's yeah. who I am going to pick with the number five selection. Great pick. I, I she's like really good. I, yeah. I think I think she could be a better shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would I would like her to shoot better, but I I still think that that's the right place to take her. I think she'll add an element of defense that Dallas doesn't currently have. And that's one of the things yeah. I like about her. Yeah. She basically, I, I read a really good mock draft earlier today that was like against the Liz Cambages of the world. She's going to struggle, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> but like who doesn't, that's like a stupid, like you're, you're looking at rookie talent in this draft and you're thinking who can be a good piece for us. I'm going to say everyone does that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, any, any other reactions that I think that's just a solid place for her. Uh, yeah. I know she's a frequent on a lot of draft boards. This takes us to my pick, which is the New York Liberty from Connecticut via Phoenix. Ooh. That's a, <laughs> that's a long, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants this pick, uh, which is, which is fun for me because I really like, Oh, I'm going to get her name wrong. The girl out of Rutgers who scores 21 points per game. Garantes. Garantes. This is where she goes. She goes to New York to play with Sabrina. Um, I really, I think she's really good. And I think she's a good do it all utility player. She rebounds well. She moves the ball well. She averaged five assists per game in addition to scoring the ball. So you're looking at probably a Sabrina ball dominant Liberty team next year with her back and healthy. And they've got some other rookie pieces around that they're going to try to get involved with down on the post. You need a player to kind of keep the rhythm of the offense alive who can be in there getting rebounds who's not afraid to take the shot. If she's open, I really like her there. I got to learn these names though. <laughs> I, I'm so scared to try to pronounce her name guys. I'll have it by Thursday. I'll have it by Thursday, but that's, that's where I want her to go. Um, I, that, that's like if I was to, to throw my hat in the ring and have to bet money on one of these to actually be right. I feel pretty good about New York taking her there. I like that pick. I like that pick. Uh, here's the thing. Some of these teams that have these high draft picks don't need bigs. Mm-hmm. They need, or, or they need bigs is what I'm trying to say. Um, they need bigs and this is a guard heavy draft. And I think New York's one of those teams that kind of needs another big in there with Natasha Howard. Like they kind of need that. Like they're, they're, they've shored up quite a bit. They're doing pretty well in their backcourt, you know, especially with obviously UNESCO and and others like that's a good looking backcourt. 
I think, I think bringing in somebody for the, for their front court would be smart. But at this point, most of the top players in this draft are guards. And so you got to kind of take the best player available, which I think, uh, I think that's a solid, solid pick. I'm a big believer. And I know this is controversial in like mock draft circles in all sports. I'm a big believer in best talent available unless, unless there is just like a bleeding need for a specific position. Because there's just so many other ways to acquire players that I, I, your draft picks need to be used when they're at their most valuable, right? Like, like if you pick a player for their size, it, like if they're not the most talented player in the world, it immediately kind of decreases in value to me. So that's my strategy. I hope New York does it. Uh, Kyle, something new this time. You've got Dallas from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I, I actually really like the way that this draft has panned out for Dallas in our mock draft. I think that they've actually done very well so far. They've got uh Queter, uh, Ari McDonald, Renaya Davis. That's really solid. Yeah. That's three really, really solid picks. And when I take Natasha Mack, at oh, this she, last pick, she's, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that this is where they get another front court player who, in my opinion, if they if if Collier is better than Mac, it's not by much. Mm-hmm. I actually really really am high on Natasha Mac. I'm su- I I'm not surprised that she's uh, available at this pick, but I do think that um I think I'm higher on her than maybe some others. She led the like entire country in blocks this season. Like yeah. she's a phenomenal interior um interior defender. And Dallas, if you're gonna have Queer McDonald and Renaya Davis. You got to get a big in there that can defend. Um, and so Natasha Mack, I think, is a really, really good pick. Uh, I like Natasha Mack better than I like Collier. She's actually the player that if Indiana has the pick and Collier's available, I would trade mm-hmm. down and try to get Mack at six because I think she's actually yeah. got a, a just as high of a WNBA ceiling as Collier does. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mack in the top five. But who knows? She may, she might not even make the first round based on how this draft she, goes. I think so. she's a lock for the first just because there's such a scarcity for bigs who can both for bigs. pass the yeah. ball and defend a little bit at the rim. And it's, yeah, that you know, makes sense. It's hard to trade for those players. I know I just said that you can acquire size in a lot of ways, but like it is hard to trade for those players once they're established. So someone <laughs> will see the value in four blocks, two steals a game. Uh, and I, I think she'll go in the first. Well, good, good pick. I, I kind of debated taking her with my, my Liberty pick, ended up pivoting. Kyle immediately snatched her up. He's having a really good, uh, <laughs> he's, he's probably winning the fantasy draft right now. Finally, a non Dallas team is on the board. Jason, you've got Chicago's pick from Phoenix via Dallas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you have all of these traits. So, so it is a Dallas pick. <laughs> yeah, so still, it was a former Dallas pick. <laughs> the first round goes through Dallas. We know this to be true. Chicago is an interesting team after picking up Candace Parker because I feel like they've closed some of the holes. And so now I honestly feel like they're picking for a support player, a bench player, somebody that can get some minutes, maybe relieve somebody like a Vandersloot. That being said, a player that I think could step up and be a good role player in that type of a way is Kiana Williams out of Stanford. Hmm. Good guard. I, I think she'll be, I think she needs some development, but I think that she has a high roof. So 
I love that pick. Can't go wrong with any of those Stanford players after what we saw in the tournament. I, I will say, although it's weird, although she, although they won the title, for me, I was so impressed with how well-rounded Stanford was. I don't know if this is like a Stanford, like if it's one of those scenarios where even though like an outstanding performance didn't happen necessarily from Williams, winning a title is hard to argue against. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that if you like a few years back in 2012, Kentucky men's team had five first round draft picks. Anthony Davis went number one overall and he actually was sixth on his own team in points per game. But people could see that the talent was there regardless of the fact that he wasn't putting up the numbers. I feel like Keanu Williams might fall in that type of like scenario. So mm-hmm. I do like this pick, although other there might be other like more flashy picks out there. I don't know if Chicago needs that right now. I think Keanu Williams comes in and knows how to play with a lot of talent around her. And that's exactly what she's yeah. going to get in Chicago. So I like that pick, Jason. Well done, man. Yeah. Your last two picks really, uh, really screwed me up. <laughs> I, I really thought I had something going here, but, uh, I like, I like who Minnesota is getting at nine. I'm actually going to be in lockstep with my guy, Arye over at Windsider. Uh, I want the Lynx to take a bucket getter, someone who's a two-way player, who gets to the line, who shoots a good percentage from the foul line, uh, even contributes a couple rebounds per game. I'm talking about Arkansas's Chelsea Dungey. Yes. I was wondering when Dungey would go. Yeah, I I think she's certainly she's going to go after uh, Evans and McDonald. Well, not certainly. Uh, depends on what teams like, I guess. But, uh, but we've seen what she can do this year at Arkansas. And I, I know small sample size again, because, you know, college is a different game and Arkansas had some big wins this year and some confusing losses. But man, she just knows how to create off the dribble. And that's something I enjoy watching. It's something that I think Minnesota could certainly use. And this could be. Yeah, I, it fits right into what I think the Lynx's window is, which is get back into the playoffs and do what you can to make a run this year. And then in two to three years, I think the Lynx are going to be a contender. And if you take a guard in this draft who can both defend and get some points on the board when you're, when your starters are sitting during those bench minutes, you've got a major support role, uh, in Chelsea Dungey that could help you win a championship. And that's, that's what the Lynx are all about. I think that's what their mindset's going to be coming in here. So. I'm happy getting her at nine. I think that's about the right place for her to go. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes higher because of her scoring potential. Like she can take over games scoring. Mm -hmm. And I think some of those teams earlier could want that, but I agree with you. I think that this is, I think that this is a good spot. Uh, Minnesota could shore up some of their scoring. They've got phenomenal defense. They've got back to back rookie of the years. They're, they're a really good, well-rounded team having just adding another player who can just scorch teams from the floor and get buckets might be perfect for Minnesota. All right, Kyle, you're up. It is pick number 10, Los Angeles. Finally, uh, <laughs> finally some new blood on the board here. It's funny that you actually went chalk with, uh, the Winsider draft because that's exactly what I'm doing with my pick at number 10. I'm going DD Richards because DD is a st- like phenomenal phenomenal defender like doesn't put up crazy amounts of points but handles the ball well can distribute really well 
and is a, a lockdown defender around the perimeter. Like absolutely. We saw, uh, we saw what she did against Paige Beckers. Like yeah. in that first half, especially like just didn't allow it, it, And Paige got her buckets eventually, but I don't think she had an assist in that game. Am I incorrect in that? I don't believe she had an assist in that game. Um, if not, maybe it was the next round. I believe that that was the case. And I think that that's a huge part of Paige's repertoire is, is her disc ball distribution. And so I really like Dee Dee Richards. I think she, that's a good fit for her in LA. If she didn't go to LA, I think Seattle would maybe look to lock her up, mm-hmm. uh, as a perimeter defender after having just lost Alicia Clark. So I think that that's, man, don't, uh, I, I think that that's a big, don't, don't, <laughs> that's a uh, big reason why, why Dee Dee might. Uh, go to LA's because you you can't allow Seattle to have another lockdown perimeter defender. <laughs> yes, you we can. Just, we saw what happened you with that last, the last couple of seasons. I really like Dee Dee a lot, and if she's 100 <laughs> healthy, I know she's not the greatest shooter in the world. But having a six two guard who can lock down scores like Paige Beckers, who people are saying yep. would be the number one pick in this draft as a freshman, yeah, that's helpful. And I I want to like watching her play, and she just seems like the type of player that would go to the Sparks and annoy me because I would love watching her play there. Uh, but I, I would much prefer her to go to Seattle and play with a team that I want to root for. Um, but dang, that is a really good pick. I mean, she she showed it. Um, speaking of players who kind of upped their stock in this last tournament, I mean, the, the night and day difference between her being a defensive player of the year on the court and the 19-0 run her team suffered uh, when she was off of it, I mean, she was the spark plug behind that Baylor defense. So, can we also just get it. comment on the fact that the style points of the backcourt between Dee Dee Richards, Chelsea Gray, and <laughs> or uh, not Chelsea, uh, Dee Dee Richards and uh, Tia Cooper, oh, and Erica Wheeler, yeah, and Erica we oh god, I forgot about <laughs> Erica Wheeler for a minute. Oh my gosh, yeah. there's not there's there can't be a more like swagger filled backcourt than those three if the, if that ended up being the case. If, if that's the backcourt, I legitimately have to, oh like, my I have to be kind of a closet sparks fan. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's such fun. A, oh man. That's a backcourt that has to have their own like YouTube channel. Yeah. Like that'd be fantastic. Well, very good. We can move on to number 11, Seattle, the reigning champs get a pick here late in the first round. Jason, what do they need here? As you can see, uh, you probably can't cause it's on a tiny screen. I had to cross out D.D. Richards. That's who I wanted to pick, but um, Kyle oh. took it off the table. Um, <laughs> that would have been the case. Ruin everything. <laughs> Jason's a purist. He has it written on paper. I'm so <laughs> jealous right now. Mine's on sticky notes on my desktop. Like, yours is on an actual notepad. That's so bothered. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I, I guess that's cool. <laughs> Seattle needs to continue to be Seattle, which I think they will in a lot of ways. Um, I don't see huge holes that they're trying to fill. That being said, I think going for a player who can step up on any given night and get them 10 to 15 points, I think would, would be a valuable thing to just kind of work into the rotation. Um, have, have, you know, have in the back pocket. Uh, and for that reason, I am going to go with Michaela Onionware. Yes. All right. Um, all right. I, I, I view her as one of those players that she'll, she might ride the bench for a little while, but when you put her in, I think that she will keep that, that storm machine kind of rolling and chugging along. And I don't really see them 
having to take a deficit in terms of uh, scoring ability while she's on the, the court. So I like it. I think she's a natural leader. Mm-hmm. And I think getting into a Seattle team with a couple of other natural leaders, you know, obviously, namely Sue Bird. Um, but also, I like what Jordan Canada is doing in the backcourt there. Like, there's some really, really good potential for her to grow in a team that's got a winning culture, but also just lost quite a bit uh, out of their key pieces, you know, with Natasha Howard and uh, Alicia Clark, like that opened up some opportunities for someone to come in and play with some of the best that the league has to offer. And uh, yeah, I think that's a great pick. Yeah, I agree. She's just, every time her name comes up, it feels like it's because she has done something that you just get the, like the gravity of someone who's going to play at the next level. Mm-hmm. And in this yeah. draft, that's, that's basically all you can hope for. Like a lot of these players, like we said, maybe they don't make rosters. Maybe they play overseas a year or two. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, but we know none of them really have an Asia Wilson billing coming in. You know, that's not to say that none of them can turn into that, but like we, we don't know that yet. And it seems unlikely that we're going to see that. So anytime you can get a player with that ceiling, I think you got to do it. Uh, it falls to me to make the last pick of this draft. I've got number 12, Las Vegas. I would have liked to take a big here. I don't think I'm going to. Ooh, okay. uh, I think I'm going to go to one of the youngest players in the draft from down under. I'm going to take Shyla Heal. Oh, okay. She's my I sneaky, love, uh, sneaky pick. I love, I love that we've taken, we've always had like these sneaky foreign players. Yeah, it's tradition. <laughs> the last couple of seasons at the 12th pick, and I like it. <laughs> Yeah, it really is keeping with uh with on brand having a having a player from from overseas. She's been playing pro ball since she was 14 years old because unlike US uh US players, other countries aren't dumb <laughs> when it comes to players being able to have talent younger than age 22. So, uh she's she's a little bit more seasoned than you'd think for a 20-year-old. I think she could probably be picked by any team and kind of brought up to be whatever uh, a team needs out of a five, six guard. Um, but I, you know, she could go in the second round. She could fall to the third. I don't know where she's going to go, but that's, uh, <laughs> I wanted to bring her up here half because I think, uh, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> but also <laughs> because I, I liked, uh, I, I read a different mock draft that had drawn kind of some, some easy illusions, I guess, to Leilani Mitchell, not just because the Australian connection, but because that's kind of her best case scenario. And I don't want to draft for safety. Uh, if you're Las Vegas, you're getting Cambage back this year. You were a couple games away from a championship last year. You need stuff that's going to make you better in the long run more than you need like an immediate burst from like a big trade or a, you know, a, a big Candace Parker acquisition type move like this guy made. So I think this makes him better now and in the future. And if, if it takes a year or two to bring her over and add her to the roster, that's fine. I think this, that's a fun pick. Mm-hmm. That reminds me a lot of the, uh, what was the other pick that we had just recently? Like Katia Loxa? Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. Like that. And it just made sense. It's, I think it's a great, great call out to that. Sticking with tradition, Logan. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Gotta get those Aussies <laughs> in here, man. <laughs> Sneaking in. We gotta get more Aussie representation yeah. in the W. Australian women's basketball is legit. It really is. 
Yeah, the WNBL is such a solid, solid league. Like, if we were to expand coverage past the WNBA ever, EuroLeague is a natural pick, but the WNBL might be the one that I think would be more fun. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, right. great, great selection. Very guys. fun. The, the, the Twitch stream chat is going nuts. We are going to go. It's going off. <laughs> we're going to go snubs. We're not going to give you a full second and third round because, uh, as we said, a lot of those players probably aren't necessarily going to make rosters. Um, but that's not to say that we shouldn't give them respect or attention on this, uh, happy, this happy occasion. Uh, there are a couple, <laughs> there are a couple snubs. There are some players that I like that we, that didn't get selected. I don't think we did, uh, we did anybody dirty uh, too badly, but I'm seeing a, a Jasmine Walker. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Walker for, Walker for sure. That's a name to know. Which I have her on my list, but I'd probably be another yeah. four or five picks before I picked her. But she's definitely, I, I have her early second round. Yeah, she's she's one to keep an eye on. Uh, our guy Bernard, who's who's on a lot of the uh, a lot of the streams, says I'd take Carrington for Vegas as as yeah. kind of the the big that they need. I like Carrington. Every, I think everybody here watched that Baylor game and was like, yep, we like her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carrington's good. I think Gondrezic out of uh, West Virginia could be potential. I, I have her. I've seen her pretty high. I can't remember which one it was. If it was. Windsider had her going to Chicago. I, I have her. I have her going like early to mid second round. But it's, yeah, could easily go first round depending on the fit there. Yeah, those those are the few that came to mind that you certainly should watch out for if you're if you're new to women's basketball in the WNBA. You don't know who's who in college, or you're kind of new and not knowing who's going to go in the draft. Jasmine Walker, good chance to go. Uh, if she doesn't go in the first round, she's going to be a steal for somebody in the second. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have for in in terms of the draft, guys. I think we did okay. This is one of my favorite episodes that we do. Uh, I was not disappointed. Obviously, I'll be I'll be interested to see how close we are come Thursday. Um, but we've we've got a decent track record when it comes to these things. Uh, <laughs> we you never know, especially with with Dallas kind of hoarding so many picks. Uh, you never know what might get traded and shuffled around. Um, you you kind of expect to see something like that uh, this year, since last year everyone just kind of stood pat, and made all their picks. But yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot to be excited about with this coming season. We we've kind of heard through the grapevine that training camp is going to start April 25th. Uh, again, if you're new to the league, it's kind of a different uh, format than other leagues that you might be used to. They hold the draft like two weeks after the NCAA tournament champion is crowned, <laughs> and then it's like, all right, get your butt to training camp because season's around the corner. Uh, so there's there's not a lot of uh, you don't dip your toe in. Right when it comes to WBA, they kind of throw you in the deep end. Yeah, yeah, it's very quick. You just get yeah, you get thrown right into it, and you got to pick it up. Uh, speaking of, we've got our draft live stream that we officially we mentioned it earlier. We officially want to invite all of you during the draft to come and join us live on our Twitch channel. Uh, we'll have all four of us there uh, interacting with each of you, talking about uh, the picks as they come through, watching it live with all of you as it happens. So come make sure if you haven't checked out one of our Twitch streams yet, this is the one to come and 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 be a part of. It's going to be a blast. We're going to it's literally just going to be a big party um, and celebration of. I feel like the WNBA draft is almost the start of the WNBA season. Even though it's not, it feels that way. Does that make sense? And so I get really excited about uh, about the WNBA draft. And so, uh, yeah, we're kicking it off. So be here Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. 
4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, yeah, come check us out. Twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. Yeah, I'm excited that we got through this. We got like a couple minutes left on our normal runtime. If you guys want to hit something that was big on on Twitter today, uh, Jason, you had something. I I have not been active on Twitter today. Generally, when things get really political, I tend to check out. Oh, so <laughs> I, I I I'm not going to be as in tune with the news, but I'm seeing something in our Twitch chat from Size 14 Bernard that there's a rumor schedules coming out tomorrow. Have you guys heard that at all? And if so, what what have you heard? I'm I'm very curious about this. I heard about a week and a half ago <laughs> that it would that it would be within the next week or two. So that does fit yeah. in the window of said rumor I heard a week and a half ago. So, which I think would be perfect because it would build up more momentum to the draft on Thursday. Yeah. Or if it doesn't happen tomorrow, I think that they release it maybe Friday, the day after the draft and use the momentum from the draft to release it. Yeah. So there we go. All right. They've been pretty good at getting the most out of, and by they, I mean the league getting the yeah. most out of like, let's do the Jersey reveal, give it some time to breathe, let people react. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have the draft. Like it would make sense to fit the the schedule somewhere in there. I don't think they're just going to like hide it on a Friday night. Like, and then there's yeah. the schedule. Like they'll, they'll, they want people to talk about it. So if it gets released tomorrow, that'd be awesome. Get some, get some energy leading up into the draft on Thursday night. Uh, certainly wouldn't hate that. Is there any, I keep thinking the games I want to watch are like last year's heavy hitters. Like I want to see the first Vegas Seattle game. Mm-hmm. I want to see what Connecticut looks like. Um, are there any like specific games that are circled on your calendar without even having the schedule out yet? <laughs> I always love the rematch of the championship. So, uh, the first time the aces in the, and Seattle, uh, matchup, mm-hmm. I think will be a, a big time for me, especially where Seattle lost a lot and Las Vegas didn't really lose much. And in fact, kind of added to their depth. Um, and then the other one is I, I'm amped to see, uh, the opener for Washington. Really yeah. excited for the opener for Washington, uh, with Deladon returning and other players returning to them. Plus Alicia Clark on that squad now. That's, that's a scary, scary, team in my opinion I, i'm really high on washington this season so we'll see yeah the the mystics were definitely the like the obvious example of like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna punt the the pandemic year mm-hmm. like they went from reigning champs to like we're pretty much you know don't worry about it to like now we're gonna see if they're still the reigning champs from 2019 mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am excited oh, for the you're mystics right. for sure. Yeah. Sorry. El Rosenberg just reminded me Alicia Clark is out for the season. Yeah. And I know that because I've legitimately like we've wished her well on her surgery, uh, that she just recently had. I just had a, I just blanked out real quick was thinking about free agency. Thanks for the reminder. That's why we have, <laughs> that's why we have the Twitch chat keeps us honest. Chat. They keep us honest. We legitimately wish I legitimately wished her well yesterday. Yeah. It, after her and just blanked it, on that. The last so, time any yeah. of us saw Deladon in action, she had like multiple injured discs in her back and she was winning, yeah. winning a championship. So like, I'm very excited to see her back on the court. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I star Lord's mentioning a Sabrina Ionescu. Yes. That will be nice to see her back. In addition to what you guys said, that was one of mine. I want to see New York versus anyone. Cause I feel is feel like we missed out on Sabrina's rookie season, um, for obvious reasons and getting to see, they're doing something unorthodox there in the fact that like, what was it last year? They, they just like completely rebuilt their team from essentially scratch. 
And so I'm excited <laughs> to see how that's going along and, and what that development looks like. Also, I want to see whatever the first game is between Chicago and either Seattle or Las Vegas, because I think Chicago mm. wants this to be their year. They've been one step away for like our entire time covering the league. <laughs> and so like that first game where they go out to prove themselves and say, you know, we finally got all the pieces together. This is our year year to win the title. Um, if they can make that statement, that's those are the two games I'm marking. In addition to what you guys said, I really I'm going to watch them all. Tons of good suggestions in the chat. Uh, like Vegas Sky has kind of got a budding, not necessarily a rivalry, but certainly they are mm-hmm. uh, testy uh, like that one. Link's Merc, always fun. I'm surprised nobody has said Chicago Sky, uh, L.A., uh, that's kind of an obvious, like the Candace Parker. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as you yeah, say that, there we go. The type <laughs> yeah, into the I, chat, I so. very much want to, cause I, I think you're right. I think the sky are coming into the season with all kinds of momentum feeling like it's their championship to lose, even though you still got Seattle and Vegas and potentially Washington and a couple of the teams to deal with. Um, the sparks still loaded with talent. Obviously they're going to want to get the best of Candace Parker's new squad just for, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that there's bad blood there, but I, I think it matters. So that's one I'll be looking for. I, I feel good about this. I feel like we can wrap up. There's plenty that we talk about when we're on the Twitch stream with the followers here listening live that you can, uh, also be a part of. If you jump on the nights we record, we'll announce it on Twitter. Um, we're on a fairly reg- regular schedule at this point where we, we go on Mondays and Wednesdays. This week will be a little different because Thursday is the draft. Um, but we want you to be a part of that. Uh, we get to interact with you as we record the show and it kind of, it makes this kind of just a more holistic experience for everybody, I guess. Um, and it's, it's a good time and we, we still want you to, you know, search us out on the podcasting apps and networks and leave us those five star reviews, which we will read on air because we like making ourselves feel good. Um, and it really helps us get found at this time of year when people are looking for WNBA content and looking to get into a league that they might not know a lot about. Um, guys, as far as plugs go, Kyle, I'll go to you first. Do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, just took to see all of you, uh, hanging out with us at our, um, at our party, our watch party, our watch party stream for the WNBA draft. And, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's mostly what we're excited about. As always, follow us on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've got. Draft party is going to be awesome. Jason, I know you're going to be there. Anything you want to throw in? I'm excited for all the stuff we've got coming up. Uh, obviously we've got some cool stuff as we get hyped for the season with team previews and all that stuff. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's many ways to do that now. If you subscribe to us on Twitch, uh, that gives us a few bucks. And if you subscribe via your Amazon Prime membership, if you have an Amazon Prime membership and aren't currently subscribing to anyone on Twitch, you can do it completely free of cost to you. It's part of your, your Prime membership. You can subscribe to us every month. Um, and, uh, and that helps out the show. We also have a merch store, uh, com. That's a good place to go if you want to pick up some good looks. Um, I'm always trying to keep those fresh. And if you have any ideas, hit us up with those. Uh, and also now on Twitch, you can donate. So if you just really feel like supporting the show, uh, one thing you can do is go to our about section and drop a donation. Um, that would be so meaningful to us. Obviously, we don't expect you guys to do it, but if any of you are feeling generous, um, we would, uh, we'd make sure to do everything we can with that money to improve the coverage of women's basketball. So, uh, but yeah, that's about it. Um, see you guys on Thursday. I'm so stoked. Absolutely. We're all going to be there, uh, 430 Mountain Time on Thursday. We're going to get the stream going. Five o'clock, things will start happening. We'll get our live reactions. You can join us in the chat. 
Thank you all for joining us for the WNBA Nation mock draft. Uh, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and followers uh, tomorrow and the next day as we lead up until that uh, draft party. So that's it. That's the episode. Happy for, for Dallas and a couple of the other teams that get to be a part of that first round. Uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Hopefully we've got uh, some interviews coming your way in, in the future with uh, some of the minds behind these drafts so that we can get a better sense of what these teams are hoping to look like come summer. Uh, we'll also have team previews coming your way and another WNBA history episode very soon. So a lot of good stuff happening with the show until Thursday. I'm Logan Jones. I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Jason Snow. And we got you next time.